Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet and around the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. It is fun day, Monday, 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 and uh, we welcome you to the program today to talk about, uh, well, pretty much anything we want to talk about today. Uh, I have no agenda for today other than I want to talk about some of the headlines. Uh, I want to talk about some of the things that are happening uh, around the state of Alaska. Uh, And uh, I want to talk with you. I want to see what you guys are doing here uh, and how your weekend went and uh, what's uh, what's happening in your world. So welcome to the program. Thanks for coming in and joining us uh, today. We are going to, again, hit those headlines here in just a few minutes, but I have also opened up the phone line. Uh, first things first today, uh, because I have no guests lined up or anything else. And so I thought I would just uh, bring you guys on to talk about what you want to talk about on this. Uh, well, it's Columbus Day. There's, there's the Columbus Day, uh, or apparently, as some people, it's that's being now changed to uh, Indigenous People Day. I I can't keep track of all the changes that are going on. But uh, some of you have to work you today, and some of you don't. So it's kind of what it works out to be right uh, right about now. Um, so uh, Melody says, highlight of my week is Monday morning, the Michael Duke show, and my hot cup of coffee. Well, that's an awesome. That's a it's an awesome responsibility for me, Melody. Thank you for coming in. Um, it is, um, yep, it's that Monday time. It's a little cool. It's a little wet. It's a little foggy. Dense fog advisory, by the way, for those of you who are in South Central and who are planning on uh, uh, driving into Anchorage today. Dense fog advisory is the big news there. Uh, and I didn't see any other weather alerts for the rest of the um, um I didn't see any weather alerts for the rest of the state. So I guess I guess everything else is just business as normal as we uh, cruise along. Um, all right. So Columbus Day, I got that out of the way. The thing, the deal, of course, the big news on the horizon. And we don't uh, again, we don't normally deal with any of the big national news or international news. But I would be remiss in not mentioning, of course, the uh, attack on Israel on Saturday, which was the 50th anniversary of the 1973 war, um, the uh, the attack that has killed uh, apparently about a thousand civilians, including nine Americans, eleven Americans. There was a chunk of Americans in there uh, as well um, for all that was going on, and the siege of Gaza and all different kinds of. St- it's war brewing in the Middle East. It must be a Monday. 
Um, but this is a, all kidding aside, that's a, it's a tough situation. So my thoughts and hearts go out to everybody involved in all that madness over there. Luckily we're on the other side of the world and hopefully we don't see the butterfly effect take, uh, take hold and create problems for us, uh, this morning, but, uh, definitely a, definitely a, a, a rough weekend for folks over there, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, all right. Well, let's, um, I suppose we could take a look at the headlines and see what you guys, uh, or see what, what's out there. And then we'll take a look at, uh, what you guys want to say or what you want to talk about with open phone lines. Oh, now I forgot to give the number 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you would like to sound off this morning, we'd love to hear you just give us a, just smile and dial just give us the give us the call and we can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about education yes i we could talk about education i've got some thoughts on what's going on there uh inflation fuel prices yep another one that's a that's a biggie um education absolutely we should we should talk some more about what's going on in our schools and education that's going on there. Um, and, uh, oh, this new breaking situation going on down on the Kenai, which we definitely should talk about because it's going to affect a lot of folks down there. And that is <clears throat> the fact that um, Raven Air has now halted flights to the Kenai and to Antioch. Um, uh, Raven, which is the largest rural air carrier in Alaska, has plans to stop uh, two of its 11 destinations later this month. They are canceling current service to Kenai and Antioch in Southwest starting on October 21st. This is being reported in the ADN by Alex DeMarban over there. Uh, he's quoting Tina Hanley, the chief commercial officer with Raven Air, in an interview on Friday, saying the, air, the airline currently provides several passenger flights daily to the Kenai, uh, or to Kenai, I guess the city of Kenai, because it's population 7,500, so that's the city of Kenai. It flies six days each week to Antioch, and, of course, Antioch is a jumping-off point for several smaller villages. It's a hub connection for several smaller villages in the area. Um, they cite the pilot shortage as the biggest problem uh, that they're facing right now. I mean, bottom line is that if you wanted to uh, – if, you, if you've got a young, uh, young adult in your life that's like, I just don't know what to do with my life. I can't really make any money, and I'm worried about – Boy, you should go enroll them in pilot school right now, commercial pilot school, because they've got some serious shortages across the country. Um, the pilot shortage is one piece of a sprawling labor pinch that's affected the uh, industries uh, across the United States. Alaska, in particular, has struggled to attract workers partly because the wages have shrunk compared to other states. Airlines have hiked pay to help meet the national demand caused by a graying workforce. Essentially, the whole workforce uh, is starting to age out for certain sectors. Um, and that includes 
that includes truck drivers and, yes, airline pilots. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates that there's going to be about 17,000 openings for commercial and airline pilots annually over the next several years. If you were looking to make some money and, you know, put a good career together, this might be it. Raven itself has also offered new incentives in a nationwide search to attract pilots, according to Hanley, but the airline still can't fill its open pilot posts. She said, our HR department has worked diligently and we have significant bonuses and programs in place to try and recruit and retain. It's just difficult. There's a large number of vacant, well, 17,000 nationwide. I, you know, and it's kind of a specialized profession, but boy, that would be a, a heck of a deal, wouldn't it? Um, Raven also recently started another airline. Well, it's an affiliate, but it's a spinoff company. New Pacific Airlines, formerly called Northern Pacific Airways, um, has uh, plans to provide passenger flights to Asia and the lower 48 with uh, Anchorage stops using Boeing 757s, but those plans do not affect Raven's shortage in pilots, she said those are exclusive needs to each airline because the pilot qualifications for, I mean, obviously, pilot qualifications for a Dash, to Havilland Dash is different than pilot qualifications for a 757. But you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, ANIAC is going to be especially hard hit, according to Bill Wilson, the former uh, town mayor and a pilot for Ryanair. He said, we didn't know this was coming. Uh, the residents in 15 surrounding villages, because again, Antioch is a hub. The residents in 15 surrounding villages rely on Raven services to Anchorage's six day a week. Ryan Air, uh, Air flies passengers between the smaller communities and Antioch, he said. Ryan also currently flies twice a week to Anchorage using a nine seat Pilatus PC 12, which holds about, that's about a third of what a De Havilland Dash can carry. In that same thing. So it's going to be what what I find interesting to this whole situation is that they were is that Raven was doing flights daily to uh, the Kenai. um, And now the uh, now they're they're just cutting it off at the knees. Multiple flights. I mean, why don't you just cut back on the service? Especially somebody asked me, uh, what was it day before yesterday? Somebody was talking to somebody and they said, what, um, what are the, what are the slope workers going to do down in the Kenai who would hook a flight from Kenai to Anchorage and then, you know, head up to the slope from Anchorage. What are they going to do? I guess they're going to be driving a lot. Um, but I guess the question is why, why didn't Raven just, you know, especially you could have at least, you know, organized a Friday flight home or a Sunday flight home and a Monday flight out, at least, you know, two flights a week. But no, they it's going to be it's going to be hard. Uh, it's going to be very hard. Uh, Mary Bondurant, who is the interim airport manager for the Kenai Municipal Airport, said that the uh, Ravens Alaska chief executive Rob McKinney called her Friday morning to announce the cancellation. Uh, she said the only comment was that this was strictly an economic decision, primarily driven by the nationwide pilot shortage. Uh, she did say the airline had two other carriers providing daily service out of the city, Grant Aviation and Kenai Aviation. Um, and she said that this isn't new territory because we didn't have the airline commonly known as Raven for a year. That, of course, refers back to when Raven went bankrupt. 
and then reorganized and then came back into the scene. Um, but this is a this is a big deal for folks down on the Kenai, especially those who uh, who traveled uh, travel quite a bit to the slope and other places. Uh, this is going to change some things. But again, just a sign of I mean, I saw this as an opportunity. I mean, when I when I read this story, the first thing I thought was, wow, I wonder um, I wonder if any of my kids have an interest in flying planes because this would make for a hell of an occupation. Um, and I know several people, I have a friend of mine that works in Fairbanks whose son basically, um, who basically right out of high school was immediately in aviation school and was a commercial, he became a commercial pilot within like 18 months or two years. Or, I mean, it was a, just a, I mean, this is a fresh eyed kid right out of high school and he'd always wanted to do this. And he, just, he became a commercial pilot, like boom, like right out of the gate. And, uh, that's a great, uh, like I said, it's a great career, uh, for many, many folks out there. And obviously there's a huge demand and in Alaska. You're all, it's always going to be in demand in Alaska, always going to be in demand with the rural nature of what we have and the no roads and everything else. It doesn't get, it doesn't get any better than this. All right. Uh, we've got more coming up and the phone lines are open. 907-433-3150. We'll continue in a minute. We'll take some phone calls, see what you guys have to say. It's the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We return to more right after this. the show you can listen to it on your time with dukes on demand oh and it's free like america used to be streaming live every weekday morning on facebook live and michaeldukesshow.com all right um let me go here see what's going on Good morning, good morning, good morning. Dense fog advisory Biden's in town. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Bill only had one day off. Spent that time doing a turn and burn to Los Anchorage. He's tired. Oh, yeah, man. That's a tough deal. Social media is real. Folks seeing events almost or even in real time, unfiltered reporting is brutal. I can imagine. I can imagine that that's a tough, uh, tough time. Um, let's see. Uh, Raven is getting competition down here on the interior. Kenai Air and another that slips my mind. It both started flights to Homer. Apparently, Raven doesn't like <clears throat> competition. I would say that Raven really likes exclusivity. Uh, what did you say? So, uh, uh, Kenai uh, Air, Grant Aviation and Kenai Aviation. Maybe that's the other name you're thinking about, uh, um, Bill. Um, good for them. Good for them. Um, 
sitting around and pulling and pushing levers in a tube all day. Pilot life isn't what they make it out to be. I don't know. A lot of the pilots that I've talked to and known over the years love it. I mean, it's a, it's an exhilarating feeling flying. I mean, and then having to take the responsibility for all those souls on board and everything else, it's not a, I wouldn't say that's an easy job uh, in many ways. I don't think it's just a matter of pushing levers and pulling levers in a tube. Um, let's see. Uh, pilot use, pilot use. Those PC-12s are awesome. I haven't even seen one. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Jack says Grant Air is the way to go. Terry says, I've flown Raven one time. I thought the plane was going to fall apart midair. I used to fly Raven back and forth to Fairbanks all the time uh, in the early years when I was here down here in uh, Wasilla. Before I started doing the math and realizing that it was faster to drive to Fairbanks than it was to take a plane. I mean, have to drive from my house down to Anchorage, park the car in a, in a park and ride, ride to the thing. Go through the security, do the thing, do all the thing, fly to Fairbanks, get a taxi from there to the rental car thing, do the thing, and then do it all in reverse. By the time I was all said and done, I was four and a half hours. And then when I got back, I had to drive home. It's like four and a half hours to to get all squared away for the, and I could be there in five. So five and a half hours, I could be in Fairbanks for my house because I'm an hour closer. But so. Brian says he miss Reeves airwaves. Um, I flew with them and I thought my feet were going to freeze. Yeah, there are point you there are things you got to know where to sit on those aircraft sometimes because it does get a little chill in there if you're not careful. Um. Uh. Yep. Yep. Multi complex engines. Okay. Um. Aleutian Air is the other airline coming into Homer right now. Uh, okay. I still fly Raven to Homer and back. Love the short flight and the thin and And I think the fare is affordable, just her opinion, says Melody. Well, I mean, you could love flying them to Homer, but they're not going to be going down there anymore, I don't think. I think that was the whole point. Um, unless the Homer, unless they're still flying all the way to Homer, instead of Kenai, and they're just killing the Kenai leg, but it looked like they were pulling out of the whole thing. I don't know. I, I just know that when they when they did reinstate what was going on, when they did reinstate themselves, they had killed the leg from, from Anchorage to Fairbanks. Raven hasn't had an Anchorage to Fairbanks leg in years since they came back from bankruptcy. They just didn't do it anymore. So I wasn't going to fly the, the big carriers because... Man, have you seen what they charge from Fairbanks to Anchorage? It's insane. It's insane. All right, here we go. Jumping back into it. Uh, the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Here we go.
All right, thanks to Bill for clearing that up. Uh, apparently, I thought that they were killing the whole Kenai Peninsula thing, but they're just killing the flights to Kenai uh, City, the Kenai Airport there. They're still going to be flying down to Homer, apparently. So, I don't know. If there's a need, there will be there will always be somebody to fill the gap. Somebody to fill the gap. If there's a need, it'll happen. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, let's continue on and uh, see what else is on the uh, on the headlines and on the horizon here. Phone lines are open, by the way, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. If you would like to sound off, we'd love to uh, hear what you guys have to say this morning and uh, help you steer the conversation. Uh, there was a big uh, undercover sting also down in the, a lot of news from the peninsula today. The Alaska State Troopers apparently uncovered uh, some kind of illegal gambling operation going on in the Kenai Peninsula, and they have uh, they've they've nabbed them, and uh, they're apparently going to prosecute. Last December, troopers in Soldotna were alerted that an illegal gambling operation was occurring. Throughout the investigation, they determined that the spot, a Kenai-based business, was operating multiple video gambling machines, and that another business called the Arctic Spot um, was uh, in Soldotna was also operating several video gambling machines. Although they're advertised as games of skill, the games were determined to be games of chance, which are illegal under Alaska law. I which. All right. Um, I mean, I guess unpopular opinion here. You know, I, I, I mean, I personally really don't care about the whole gambling thing. I mean, I just find it so weird that, um, I just find it so weird. I mean, how much time, effort, and money went into this whole operation? Now, I know it's a, you know, oh man, it's a black market and you created a criminal enterprise. And, but I mean, I just, this whole thing about gambling or not gambling or whatever, I, I just, it, it, again, do what you see fit. I mean, I've never been the most gambling I've ever done. One time somebody was like, oh, let's do a, Somebody was like, let's do a pull tab together. And I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, we were, I, it was some kind of get together gathering and, you know, you paid your three bucks or two bucks or whatever for the thing. And they're like, okay, everybody rip ready. One, two, three. And they rip. And I'm like, okay, well, that was not $3 worth of fun. I mean, I've just never, you know, and the same thing, I think when Terry and I, we went to Reno one time. And uh, I'd never seen a casino. I've never been to a casino, a real life, you know, full on casino casino. And so we went and paid penny slots for like $20 worth of penny slots or something. And again, we got done and I was like, well, that was not $20 worth of fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's the most I've ever gambled in my life. I'm just like, it's not my thing. Maybe that's maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem is that I'm not really intrigued by gambling. I feel like when I spend three dollars, I should get three dollars worth of fun out of it, you know. Um, and so maybe that's my problem. But I just there's a whole thing about whether or not gambling should be legal or illegal. Should it generate state revenue? Should it do 
you know, there's been talk about whether or not we should have a big uh, Powerball lottery in Alaska. People have talked about whether or not that that could be a, a new source of revenue for the state, that they could take their cut of it. I mean, there's some definitely some <clears throat> there's definitely some ethical questions um, on that side of the equation when we start talking about state funds, states being funded by gambling. But um, I, I don't know. I just. All right, all right. Anyway, there was a complete and total sidebar that had nothing to do with this story other than the fact that I'm wondering, you know, <laughs> is this something that really needed to it, why, 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 why? I just, I don't know. Again, maybe it's just because I'm like, I have no interest in that. Maybe that's part of the problem. Uh, on October the 5th, investigators from the Alaska State Troopers, along with troopers from patrol and officers from the Kenai Police Department and Soldatna Police Department, executed multiple search warrants, warrants, warrants on the businesses and the homes of the individuals operating the illegal operations. During the search warrant, four money counters, financial reports, gambling games, accessories to the games, an AK-47 rifle with a removed serial number, and approximately $75,000 in cash was seized from various locations. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, you know. Uh, so apparently Richard Maui, uh, owner of The Spot, uh, has been arrested for charges of promoting gambling in the first degree. Uh, Tom Papalagia in, uh, was also promoted uh, promoting gambling in the first degree, possession of gambling records, and misconduct involving a weapon. Uh, and then 31-year-old resident Wen K. Hay and 53-resident Cheng Sun Liu were also uh, charged with promoting gambling and uh, and more. So big bust apparently down on the Kenai for people who were playing. I don't know, were they Kino games? I, I don't even know what they, uh, um, I, I don't even know what they were, what they're doing, but uncle sugar said you shouldn't play those, uh, games of skill or the games of chance. So if you do, and you get caught, you're going to go, you're, you're, you're going to go down. You're going to go down. That's how it works around here. Um, up in the Matsu, uh, Oh, I don't even know if I want to talk about this because it just it's just it's so irritating. People trying to do things with their private property and the government or whoever stepping in and and uh, <clears throat> I don't know, just so anyway, the Matsu uh, Rob Yunt, who is a, a member of the Matsu Borough Assembly and a home developer, has agreed to pay the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency seventy seven thousand dollars and make repairs to lakefront property that he had tried to improve upon and expand. And, you know, he put riprap down. He tried to stabilize the bank and did all this kind of stuff. He put a dock in. The long and the short of it is, uh, if you get into a pissing match with Uncle Sam, you're going to lose most of the time. That's just kind of what it comes down to. He basically said he had the verbal go-ahead from the Corps of Engineers to do so, but he said, I learned that I needed to have all that stuff in writing um, and that I should have hired a lawyer earlier in the process when it's all said and done. But he's agreed to pay the $77,000 fine and uh, and go on with it. But, you know, here's here's what here's the part that got me about this story is that when you look at the how the um, 
uh, EPA works um, is that the Clean Water Act basically blocks pollution in lakes and streams that connect to federally controlled waterways. So the Knick Arm is a federally controlled waterway. Um, and because of that, Cottonwood Lake, Wasilla Lakes, all these lakes connect to the arm via creeks, which again run down into the Palmer Hayflats. And so any body of water in this whole area is essentially part of that whole Clean Water Act thing. So almost any body of water of any size is going to drain off towards the Knick Arm at some point. And that gives the feds jurisdiction over what you're doing on your property, which is just oof, oof. Um, but yeah, so uh, he's uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna have a problem there. They're gonna have a problem there. But he's uh, apparently agreed to pay it and is going to try and put it back. Uh, they said that it would be done by today, apparently, or by tomorrow. Yunt agreed to pay the fine and make the repairs, including removing the riprap and gravel and adding vegetation at both locations no later than tomorrow. So he apparently going to have a busy day today trying to get all that stuff done. done stuff. Oh, man. I just uh, it's definitely a Monday for Mr. Yunt. That's a that I my heart goes out to you, sir. That's a tough thing when you got your own property in there. Jacking you around on that. All right. Um, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you would like to sound off, we'd love to hear from you this morning. Any topic that you want to hit on is fair game. I'm willing to chit-chat about pretty much anything that you want to uh, hit on as well. Uh, news uh, from this weekend. Um, after three years... Gabby Ledoux is finally going to trial. The former legislator will now go on trial on November the 27th. Um, if you recall, she was indicted by the state prosecutors back in 2020, but the COVID pandemic uh, put some delays into her trial, three years worth of delays. And uh, it is... Uh, her, her chief of staff, Lisa Simpson, and and her son, Lisa Simpson's son, Caden Vaughn, or Caden Vaught, are all being accused of uh, being allegedly involved in encouraging voters to back Ledoux illegally. The court judge had set the uh, trial date to November 27th earlier this year and reconfirmed that in a hearing on Wednesday. The trial had been set for last year, but was canceled amid procedural motions. And, uh, I mean, I guess it, uh, the wheels of justice churn very slowly, I guess, when it's all said and done. Ledoux has vigorously defended herself from the state's accusation, calling them politically motivated. Um, but, I mean, this, is, this has been a long time coming. So that's the next big thing is that uh, the Gabrielle Ledoux trial. Now, I don't know where it's going to go or how it's going to happen, but November 27th, we'll be pulling out the popcorn and watching what happens uh, to see... Uh, to see what the fate of this is. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch and participate in. That's for sure. As Gabrielle Ledoux. I, I did find, I did have to chuckle. Ledoux subsequently lost re-election in her district, whose boundaries have since been redrawn. Most of the district is now represented by a Democrat. Well, when Ledoux was there, they were represented by a Democrat. Because, I mean, she had an R next to her name, but she was deaf. 
she cock she caucus with all the i think that was part of the problem there is that people were like whoa 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 wait a second this is you i mean i think that was what was caused all the raised eyebrows when it was all said and done all right so anyway november 27th we'll be watching popping the popcorn putting the butter out it'll be uh it'll be an interesting time okay uh we're coming up on the break up next Fred Myers and Cars. Is it um, is it a match made in heaven or not? What are your thoughts on this? You're hearing about this, right? Well, apparently, a bunch of legislators got together and they had something to say about it. We'll talk about that on the other side. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Gambling in Soldatna? I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked, I tell you. Oh, man. Uh, we went to Reno that time. My wife says, we went to Reno that time and spent $20 on slots. I know. I was just telling that story. I was just like, I did a pull tab one time, and I'm like, well, that wasn't that much fun. And we did $20 for the slots, and we we're like, well, that was not that much fun. And then we went to watch a Cirque du Soleil show. That was fun. That was enjoyable. Uh, Brian says, 10 years in Vegas broke me of casinos. I mean, you know the house is always going to win, right? I mean, they don't spend that kind of splash and flash. They don't spend the millions of dollars. that, that to, they, They're they're winning. They're winning. It's the thing. Um, uh, we, do, we do football pools when you buy a square that's a game uh, – that's a game of chance. Guess I better not do that anymore. No, I mean, you could be busted. I mean, that, you know. Um, let's see. Anticlimactic. Um, yes. Tax stupid. They finally decided to tax the lower middle class family. So stupid is the logical next step. Uh, Herder agrees on the gambling issue. It seems like many people are, um, um, are are agreeing with that. Like it just it just seems so nanny state. I don't know. Gambling, who cares, says Jennifer. Let's do something more important like getting the drug houses in my neighborhood. <laughs> well, I think that that would be a good idea. Even Harold says, what a waste of valuable law enforcement resources. Um uh let's see. Uh, this may explain why it's become such a hot button issue within the Matsu borough over the last six months or so, said Brian. Yeah. Yeah, no, there was actually a piece of legislation in to uh to 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 change that and it instead of passing it, the borough assembly decided to form a committee uh to look at it. 
Um, and Jeannie says, right? The, the EPA just lost a major case for bureaucratic overreach. I mean, yeah, that's – but again, you got to have deep pockets to, you know, to, to affect it. Um, any form of gambling is usually a detriment to the lower income people. I've seen them spend their last dollar going to strike it rich. The wealthy don't usually gamble because they know who the real winners are. Yeah, but Brian, you can't protect people from themselves. People are going to make self-destructive choices anyway. I mean, sometimes it just happens. So, you know, uh, the amount of resources that are wasted in those kind of things is astronomical. I mean, I just, you know. Um, casinos inject huge amounts of monies into public safety agencies and local economies. Yeah. Um, they don't build. That's what I was trying to say, Ron. They don't build those huge casinos by you winning. The house always wins. That's they know. They, they you know. Um. Gambling, wow, gambling is the poor man's crack pipe of hope. That was poetic. Feels great at first with wins, but later on, I mean, yeah, it's, you know. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, um, finally, said Tuckerman. Uh, when I was elected the ARP chair, the volunteers of the state Republican Central Committee voted to try and defeat the four Muskox R's who joined the Democrats. We were successful in defeating Jim Clover, Paul Seaton, and Gabby Ledoux. We were not able to persuade Kodiak voters to replace Louise Stutes, who today is in the minority with all the other liberal Democrats. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, you know, Gabby Ledoux and that that whole crew. I mean, they 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 should have been, you know. You know, they should have been uh, – should have been over – they all should have been Democrats anyway. Uh, Barbara says, uh, pot is legal, but poker isn't. Shake my damn head. (laughs) I know. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. Can't do that. Uh, Terry says, we're going to talk about this in a second. If Safeway car sells to Kroger, we have no choices and Fred's has lousy produce. I mean, yeah, they, none of them have great produce. Best produce I've found so far has been at Costco. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have mixed feelings on this whole thing with, uh, with the Kroger merger, you know, uh, I, I have, I definitely have some mixed feelings about this whole thing. I'm a little I'm a little concerned, let's put it that way. All right. I guess that's it. Here we go. We're gonna jump back into it. Uh the Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty base, free thinking radio. Uh, but we've got uh we got more to talk about. Here we go. Let's do it.
All right, welcome back to the program. Uh, oh, man, some interesting commentary in the chat room today. A lot of people agreeing with me on the whole gambling thing. Like, I mean, I don't know. Do you think it should be legalized? Do you think that the government, well, I mean, I guess legalized. I mean, should the government be involved in it, I guess, at some point? I mean, that's kind of my question. Um, some people are saying it's the opiate of the masses uh, and dangerous for that reason. Although I don't know, uh, you know, should we be, I, I don't know, should we be trying to protect people from themselves? I guess that's become government's job and responsibility is to protect people from their own stupidity. But it is what it is. I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm totally ambivalent to it. And I just, I think it's a waste of resources personally, but that's, it's, you know, although Barbara Haney did say it, Barbara in the chat room said pot is legal, but poker isn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm just, your mileage may vary. You decide. I have no dog in that fight because I don't really care. But I guess my whole point was that was a lot of resources going into something like that. They've been working on this for the last seven months. Congratulations for completing the bust and doing all that and everything. But I guess my question because still remains, was it really necessary? Um, but maybe you think I'm wrong. Maybe you think that gambling shouldn't be legal or tolerated or whatever. Uh, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. I'd love to hear uh, what you guys uh, have to say on this. Um, The interesting story uh, for today, and I was talking about it before we went to break, the whole uh, Fred Meyer and uh, um, Safeway stores, the Kroger-Albertson merger. Uh, this has gotten some attention and, um, I mean, even, um, Dan Sullivan, uh, Lisa Murkowski, Mary Peltola, they have sent a letter to the head of the FTC, uh, last month asking the federal, uh, that agency to review the agreement, um, and everything else. And then a letter came out of the legislature signed by 24 legislators. And this is kind of an interesting to separate group uh, because they include, uh, you know, all the uh, uh, all the the Democrats and and everything else uh, on the House side. But it also includes uh, Senator Jesse Keel, Senator Kathy Geisel and Senator Rob Myers. Of North Pole, who is, seems like the odd duck out in this group. Now, he and I have not talked about this, and uh, maybe next time we get him on, we can ask him about this. Uh, but the letter reads that uh, the letter reads uh, in part as follows: We cannot, in good conscience, support unnecessary cost increases that place barriers on Alaskans' ability to put food on the table. We write to express our deep concerns about the agreement and the potential impacts. Uh, the proposed merger will have on Alaska. Um, and it goes on and on and on to talk about it. And part of the problem is, is that the agreement basically, because Fred Myers and Safeway uh, are pretty much the only two games in town. I mean, you got Walmart. I, I mean, you do have Walmart. But the big players are Fred Myers and Safeway. 
And uh, if they bought this, if they buy this, this merger, this is a $24.5 billion merger, by the way. Um, the, uh, it, would, it would limit competition, is what they're saying. There's 12 Fred Meyer stores across Alaska and 35 Safeway stores. And if they pull all these things together, the fear is, is that it's going to limit competition. Now, I don't know how many store, I don't know how many Walmart stores there are, but uh, I know there's one in Kenai, and I know that there's two, two in Anchorage, one in Eagle River, one in Wasilla, one in Fairbanks. So what is there? Maybe six, seven stores. So they are the they're they're not the main player uh, in in this game. The main player is Fred Meyer and Cars. So Kroger and Albertson said that they would sell when they did this merger, because this obviously is a problem across the country with competition and everything else. They said they would sell 413 of the stores that they would combine and bring together, including 14 in Alaska to a New Hampshire-based firm as part of the merger process. Now, we saw this happen before. When Safeway bought cars, Cars was the local grocery store that most of the Safeways were built off of. They uh, sold stores uh, in, uh, they sold a series of stores, uh, seven of those stores, back in 1999. The state of Alaska said, no, no, you can't do it unless you divest yourself of some of these stores so that you could have competition. But we saw we we saw what this is what economies of scale. I mean, they got a big lesson in economies of scale on that point because they sold seven of those stores to a competitor. Uh, but six of those stores, which were bought by the Alaska marketplace, closed within a year. Within a year of their purchase, they opened and closed. That's a I mean, that's a problem. That's a that's a huge problem. If they're going to take 14 of these stores and sell them to some New Hampshire-based firm that uh and and somebody one of the stories that I was reading about this actually named the grocery chain that was interested in buying them. I don't know if they're going to this firm and then moving on or whatever, but this was a, a it was a it was another it was another um chain store owner like an Albertsons or a Kroger, but only on a very much smaller scale. They had like, you know, a third or a tenth of whatever of of uh, of the number of stores that Kroger or Albertson had. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this only because I this is going to limit some stuff. Now, again, Having the federal government involved in a private deal on something like this is not something that I philosophically am a fan of. But at the same time, I do remember watching these small Alaska marketplace stores open up and then crash and burn horribly and thinking, oof. Uh, and, of course, the the fewer choices you have, um, the less competition you have, the higher those prices become. And that's a little worrying to me. Somebody said, who was it that said something about, uh, I hate, I hate to see that because, um, I, I love my vegetables or something about that. They don't want to, they don't want to see that. I want to, I love my vegetables. Um, and, uh, and Fred Meyer has horrible produce kind of thing. And I'm like, well, 
You know, oh, there you go. If if a Safeway car sells to Kroger, we have no choices, and Fred's has lousy produce. Again, a very tough situation. So I don't know what your thoughts are. And like I said, I haven't spoken to Rob Myers about this. I'm interested to see what his thoughts are on it. But uh, I personally am not a huge fan of the idea of this merger happening. Uh, on the other hand, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of getting the government involved in trying to stop everything and figure out what's going on. But uh, let's see what you have to say. I got one line on hold. Look at that. I've got a phone call today. Uh, open line, open form. Let's go over here and see what you guys have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Carlene in Kodiak. Good morning, Carlene. What's um, on your mind? About um, about the gambling on October 1st, Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Uh, on the CounterCultureMom.com show, Tina Griffin, um, there was a man named John Kent who spoke about the gambling addiction that's happening in the United States. There's a saying, lose your tots to online slots, and then with a click of a mouse, lose your house. You could lose your house on gam online gambling in about 10 minutes. But um, they're, they're targeting the children, and the children's market for online gambling was like 1% to 2%. Now it's up to... 10 to 12 percent plus, and um, there's the video game tie-in, but it's really quite an addiction problem, and it's affecting a lot of people. There were, um, the, in Australia, in the UK, Kids Online Safety Act went into effect, but it was um, killed in the United States, big tech. Even there's algorithms for the Super Bowl, artificial intelligence. It kind of draws you in, and um, you can really be cheated uh, because of the, the little time difference, people gambling and losing. So um, Right. Well, you bring up an interesting point that I hadn't even really considered. I mean, you can go online and do all – you can kind of – you could do all the gambling online you want. I don't know why they would – uh, if somebody wants to go to a, a bar or a social club or something and play a and play a, a gambling machine or a slot machine, I just don't, you know, again, to me, it doesn't matter because as you point out, you can go online and gamble your house away in 20 minutes. I mean, if you really wanted to to go crazy, um, I, uh, you know, I, I just uh, I find it interesting that the government's got to be involved in all that kind of stuff, uh, quite, uh, quite honestly. But I mean, yeah. There are people who can be addicted to that kind of stuff. There's no doubt about it. Um, and uh, But I, I just wonder if it's the government's job to be involved in all that. I think they want their cut. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you might be right on that. You might be right on that. That's, that's for sure. All right. Well, uh, thanks for calling in, Carlene. I hope you're having a good day down there uh, on Kodiak. I, I agree. I think that they want their cut. Uh, in fact, Donna says in the chat room to Barbara's comment about pot is legal, but but gambling's not. And she says, Barbara, we both know that pot is legal so that big government can grow. It's only a matter of time before they want that gambling lucre. I mean, sure, they see it as a new, fresh source of revenue. Fresh source of revenue. And uh, very, 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 very interesting. 
Um, anyway, uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on this whole Kroger uh, Albertsons merger, the Fred Meyer Safeway merger. Uh, somebody else mentioned Three Bears. Three Bears is a big player now. Three Bears is expanding across the state. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching that. That's an interesting thing to talk about as well. Uh, love to hear what you have to say. Give us a shout. 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show continues. Hour 2 is dead ahead. Open line, open form. And we'll uh, continue with uh, your calls right after this. Yeah, I mean, I will say, um, Rick says, uh, we do more and more three bears. Butchers are great and watch the sales. They're close and no driving KGB. No, I mean, I agree with that. That's, uh, I mean, the three bears is just a couple miles from my house. We have a three bears out here on uh, Kanikus Bay Road. And uh, yeah, I will say that three bears has an uh, awesome meat department. They've got some of the best. Um, they've got some of the best uh, uh, sausage. We we get this. The they've got like country ground and Italian sausage, and it's some of the best sausage I've ever had. Their meat department is great, but you know what's interesting is that a lot of the stuff that they carry there are the same things that we buy at Costco in Anchorage, only thirty five percent more expensive. So we definitely do some shopping at Costco. Uh, and then we do some fill-in sometimes at uh, at Three Bears. But, yeah, and they're expanding. They've opened um, two or three new locations. They're putting one in, and I think Delta, somebody in Delta wants to tell me. I think they're putting a, another uh, Three Bears in in Delta. They're an up-and-coming Alaska company. And, uh, and I mean, I hope, I wish them the best. I wish them the best. Um, it's nice to see that kind of uh, competition come up there and get it. Um, Terry says that, uh, three bears is the only place she buys meat. Um, can you imagine only one grocery store in Anchorage? Oof. Um, let's see. Uh, costs are a false flag. The people doing the investigating don't make a single extra penny. Uh, uh, it's all inflated bloviation. I don't know what Jeannie's talking about there specifically. Um, John, um, um, uh, Barbara's disagreeing with Donna. She says people wanted marijuana legalized. There were reasons. It had nothing to do with big government. They did not want law enforcement resources used on busting old peeps smoking pot in the woods. Why are we busting people playing cards in the woods? We have bigger fish to fry. I think uh, I think Barbara, the the what Donna is saying is that the government was all for that because of the extra revenue that they saw there, and uh, I think that was kind of the whole point. But yeah, it's a it's a problem. Um. Uh. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Herder says. Uh, Herder says there is a. There is a three bears in Healy too. I didn't realize there was a three bears in Healy. I, I guess I did realize that they built that new one there across from 49th state brewing. I guess I, I, I'd forgotten that. 
Um, oh my God, Brian, maybe we can get the state of Alaska open a grocery store like they're going to do in Chicago. They will keep prices low in the shelf stocks because of buying power and they won't stock anything that's healthy or unhealthy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, three bears is Costco. <laughs> Says Barbara, Three Bears is Costco. Yeah, I mean, and Three Bears keeps Jeannie from joining Costco. I mean, I don't know. The The thing is, and especially people who live down in like Kenai or who are a little further away from a Costco. I don't know. Maybe it makes sense. But, you know, we, we buy a brick of cheese there at the Costco that costs 10 or $11 and you buy it at Three Bears. Same thing, same brand, obviously came from Costco. And it's $15, you know, so it's 25, 35% more, uh, at every time. So we only do that if we absolutely have to, but yeah. Um, uh, during the summer, we buy most of our produce, uh, most of our vegetables from local growers at the farmer's market. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you can, that's totally good. If so, I just thought, Tony says, wait a second. So I just thought on the gambling, if people gamble their homes away, are we supposed to take care of them because they're homeless? I uh, just, I don't even know. I just, I got nothing to say there on that. Um, Let's see. Three Bears has the best 90% hamburger on the peninsula. Again, I think that they have the best meat department in the state. Of all the grocery stores that are out there, I think Three Bears has the best meat department. North Pole has a new Three Bears. Ooh, baby. Uh, and they bought four sourdough convenience stores in Fairbanks as well. Nice. Yeah, they just put up a new Three Bears gas station and convenience store in Wasilla as well. And they already had two, two Three Bears stores here in Wasilla. Um... Uh, they're still locally owned, I believe. I don't think that they sold out to what to Washington. Uh, and they take and they sell guns and ammo. <laughs> the three bears keeps me from having to go to Los Anchorage, and they have better meat than Costco. Yeah, no, they. I don't know where they get their meat, but they were gr they're great. Um, but yeah, a three bears is super good. Uh, Megan says I haven't seen Megan before, so good morning, Megan. Uh, three bears was great during the pandemic. I'll never forget the way they treated customers with respect and kindness. We'll always support them now. They're a good. They're a good bunch of folks. And they have one in Ketchikan says Kim. Wow. Yeah. They're prolific. They're doing a huge expansion right now. Huge expansion. All right. Well, we're going to continue on here. I got one line on hold caller. I know you can hear me. I can't hear you, but I'm going to beat to you here in just a second. Okay. Be patient. We'll be right back to you. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. 
Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and across the state of Alaska. This your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Welcome to Monday, Columbus Day, Indigenous Folks Day, whatever you want to call it. Uh, some of you are off work today and some of you aren't. And that's kind of the whole gist of that situation. Appreciate you coming in and joining us today. It is open line, open forum. Any topic uh, is fair game. Whatever you want to talk about, we'd love to hear from you and talk with you about it. We've been discussing today, uh, talking about gambling. There was a big bust down on the Kenai of a gambling operation, which was essentially apparently the video game machine things in a club or a social club or a bar. Uh, and we were talking about whether or not gambling should be legalized or not in the state of Alaska or whether it's even governments, you know, should they be involved with that? And the uh, and the other thing was this merger between Kroger and Albertsons. And what is it and what does it mean? And we were talking about some of the other competitors out there. Three Bears is one of the examples. Uh, they are an up and comer. And uh, I didn't realize how many stores somebody was saying they've got one now. Uh, in Healy, they've got it in Delta, they've got a Three Bears in Ketchikan, they just built one in North Pole. There's more choices out there, and I like that. But before we go any further, let's go to the phones. Uh, phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. Any topic is fair game. You don't have to talk about what we've been talking about. I mean, we'd like it if you did, but uh, we'll see what you have to say. Uh, do you think that the Kroger-Albertsons merger is a good thing or a bad thing? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, let's uh, let's go over to the phones right now and see what's going on. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Morning. This is Barbara in North Pole. How are you today? I'm doing good, Barbara. What uh, what's your thoughts on the on what are we talking about today for you? Well, actually, I have lots to say about the other two topics, but there's another reason why I called. Um, there will be a series of air quality meetings in. North Pole this week. Tonight at the Grange at 6 o'clock. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night at New Jerusalem Church and Friday night at Summit Church. They're all at 6 o'clock. It's being hosted by the North Pole Chamber and the Fairbanks Chamber. These are joint meetings of the two chambers uh, because usually in mid-October, What's the first thing that happens? We start getting these air quality alerts. And so we've got a new series of meters at the Dawson, on Hearst Road at the fire station there on Wood Smoke. And we're trying to avoid EPA sanctions that will require local residents to buy ultra-low sulfur diesel versus uh, number one and some other sanctions that have statewide impacts. So if you know folks who live in that area 
people who live in North Pole who are caught up in this whole air quality thing, um, please encourage them to attend. They're going to be raffling off firewood, um, Aurora is, and they've also got a raffle, I think, for a free wood stove. Um, so okay. uh, that's of interest. We're, this is not trying to suppress people from burning wood. This is more <laughs> right. aimed at being strategic. Okay, good. Well, I mean, I burning that wood. it's good to know. So 6 p.m. at the Grange and then New Jerusalem Church and then one other place all at 6 o'clock. From the church on Friday. Okay, good. Uh, what are you, North Pole. And I know you said you had some other and, thoughts. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 go ahead. No, and I, I, Three Bears, what they're doing in the market, they're, that's an awesome event for them to enter the market. And it's very interesting to see the other mergers um, because I think they're afraid of competing with uh, Costco and Three Bears. So it's yeah, I, a new market in the midst of a midst of consolidation. Yeah, no, I, I look, I think that, uh, you know, my main concern is, especially after watching the Cars merger back in 99 and seeing those stores. I mean, you were in Fairbanks. You saw those stores crash and burn in a year, you know, and these were the thing they were like, oh, yes, we're going to we'll be uh, we'll be the counterweight to this new Cars merger and the Cars Safeway merger. And to see it now and to see what's going on, it's a little troubling to say they're only going to carve off 15, 14 stores and who are they going to sell them to? Now, if they sold them to a company like Three Bears, I might be a little more um, uh, I might be a little more optimistic about the outcome. But if it's to some place out of the lower 48 or some fly by night, I just I just don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm a little concerned about it, but I don't know if governmental involvement is the answer. Do you think so? Well, I mean, there is antitrust legislation, I suppose. Um, but as long as they are able to meet the market test related to those um, those market concentration studies, uh, you know, you got to let the market work. Uh, hate to say it, not always impressed with the results of mergers, um, but usually there's some economic viability issues going on there. Um, I don't know. Well, so consoli- you know, people are going to get groceries. Well, people need groceries. That's the biggest problem is that this is not just like a, you know, this is not like some merger or consolidation for a luxury good or item. This is groceries. This could make this could have a big effect on people, you know. Right. But there's Amazon. You can get your groceries with Amazon. You can get groceries. You know, Three Bears is expanding. They've bought all the sourdough fuels, uh, or they look like they've bought most of the sourdoughs up here in our area. Uh, so, you know, they're uh, expanding pretty rapidly. And I think the model is away from the big mega store to a local convenience store. Um, because really, if you think about it, how does Amazon make money? People don't buy their whole grocery list. They have specific items they go after. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I think it's just a change in the way the market works. I don't think it's necessarily going to be the end of grocery shopping. Oh, I don't think it's the end of grocery shopping. I just think anything that eliminates competition, uh, you know, that I think competition is good. And as you eliminate competition, it makes it uh, tougher. I I, yeah. 
So. All right. All well, right. you have a good one. And uh, hey, anytime Donna wants to debate uh, the whole <laughs> marijuana and gambling issue, I'm gay. So uh, I, mean, I don't the think the governor has a task force right now on marijuana taxation. Well, I think you guys, I think you guys are kind of on the, yeah, I think you guys are kind of on the same side here, maybe looking at it a little differently, but I think uh, ultimately you're both on the same side in the long run. So, all right, Barbara, well, thank you so much for, uh, appreciate your call. Thank you for sounding off and joining us this morning. If you'd like to sound off on this, I'd love to hear what you have to say. 907-433-3150, Um, I see that uh, Jerrica in the chat room has made a couple comments about um, this being a problem with food sustainability, Um, that uh, it will absolutely limit our competition, she says. I don't care what they are offering you, lower prices, better selection. I can guarantee you this is not good for Alaska. Stop letting corporate oligarchs control our food security. Food security is a big issue for Jerrica. She's she's talked about this in the past. But, I mean, I you know, again, that's part and parcel of the issue. What happens? And remember, these are big companies. I mean, right? You know, I mean, Kroger, Albertsons. I mean, these are two of the largest grocery store chains in the, in the world. And do they really care about what happens in little old Alaska? Uh, what did I say earlier? That there are... Because uh, they, they said this, uh, 12, 12 Fred Meyer stores and 35 Safeway stores in the state. And then we've got, what, six or seven, uh, six or seven Walmarts and probably another dozen now <clears throat> uh, with all the new uh, grocery stores that are coming online from Three Bears, probably another dozen Three Bears. Um, I don't know. I, I just that that would become if they if they did. 12 and 35 is 47 less 14 is, which is what they would have to sell. So they are going to have 43 stores, um, uh, by the time it's all said and done, that'll still make them the biggest dominant player in the market. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I just don't know how, how that would work out, uh, in the long run. I'm interested to hear what Rob Myers, especially since he's in this, Rob Myers is in the company of Kathy Giesel on this letter. All the Democrats, the labor unions have opposed the merger. Um, And part of that, somebody just mentioned, uh, I think Jeannie just mentioned in the chat room that this uh, mega merger is going to hurt career employees more than the public. When the Albertsons merger happened, managers had to reapply for their jobs. The portability of their retirements were only protected if the employee worked in a union shop and not all employees worked at union stores. So there's definitely some issues there uh, as well. But, I mean, it's, it's you know, do you think the government should be involved? Do you think that they should be? Should this even be a question? Um, I, I'm, I'm curious. I I am curious. Dick says no. He says no government involvement. How can we possibly be libertarian if we insist that the government step in whenever we want, uh, in, step in whenever we want, even if it's groceries? Alaskans does not have a monopoly. There's Costco, Three Bears, New Sagaya, the health food store. Any one of them can step up or step in. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. You're right. Doesn't mean that I'm not nervous about the situation. But does the government need to be involved? Probably not. 
that probably probably doesn't need to be involved in them. Um, uh, Jeffrey says he's also concerned about the items that Safeway carries that Fred's doesn't and vice versa. That Yeah, that happens all the time. You know, it's always the one thing that I have to go. It's funny because for the holidays, there's certain things that I have to buy. And in the holidays, I always end up having to go to Safeway where I normally don't shop because they always end up having one or two things that I need that Fred's doesn't even carry. (laughs) So what happens then if I lose my who who's the winner on that thing? I just I don't even know. Uh, let's go over to the, uh, let's go over to the phones and see, uh, what this caller says before we run out of time. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Mike. This is Mike in Fairbanks. Good morning, Mike. Uh, What's on your mind? I don't know if this is going to be a good deal or not for Alaska. Uh, probably going to be a little bit of both. Uh, I hate to say that the government should be involved, but since it is, I'm hoping that some good comes out of it. But I want to uh, create a scenario for your listeners here. I read about this. I'll try and be quick. Imagine that all the grocery workers in Alaska are unionized. And then decide, and then imagine that the union, not necessarily the workers, but the union decides that the grocery workers need more money. And they have all the grocery workers in Alaska go on strike. They would have the ability to do that, I believe. So just imagine that every grocery store almost in Alaska is shut down while the workers are on strike. And how much power does that give the union to get what they want? And you can take that idea into several different industries that are partially or fully unionized and how much power a union could have if they had enough workers that they could strike. That's an interesting thought. I mean, I hadn't really given that much consideration. I mean, why do you think if that's the case, why do you think that the labor unions are opposed to this merger if that is your warning in this scenario? Well, that's not necessarily my warning in this scenario. That's just one of the possibilities that we have with unions and as they grow in strength. I'm not, well, obviously the unions are opposed to it because they think that they're not going to come out as good as they'd like. Um, Fred Myers, the Kroger people, have been noticeably less interested or tolerant of unions being their employees being unionized where I believe the Safeway Albertsons people have been more friendly to unions. Okay. All right. Well, Mike, I I don't know for sure. Yeah. I'm going to let you go. Appreciate it. Thank you for your call. Appreciate you calling in and joining us uh, for this hour. All right. uh, We're coming back uh, here in just a moment. It's an interesting, interesting thought that he's bringing up there. Yeah, I mean, if you had all of those employees unionized and they decided to hold the whole thing hostage, what does that mean? <clears throat> if uh, all your grocery store workers went on strike. All right. Well, 
Out of time for this segment. We got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Well, okay. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Every Wednesday evening regarding government involvement. <laughs> Richard, you're not wrong. Richard says regarding government involvement, has anything the government gets involved with ended well? I mean, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dick said, I seem to remember the health food store on 36th expanding and building their new place right after the car Safeway merger competition is always good. That's that natural foods, the natural pantry or whatever it is there on the corner of 36th. Yeah. I mean, again, competition is a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing. Um, let's see. Off topic, Rob Myers has a Facebook watch last week. He will be doing a weekly Facebook watch on what's going on in the state. Okay. Good. Uh, Jeannie says, I don't want to burst your bubble, but it's only different packaging. The producers are producing for all the chains. I mean, yeah, if you're talking about like the generic brands and everything else. Yeah. I mean, they're making a lot of that stuff. Um, And some of them are, I mean, good manufacturers. Uh, What was I reading the other day? I was reading something about this and it was, uh, oh, it was Tito's Vodka. The Kirkland brand vodka is apparently made by Tito's. which is a, you know, fairly, it's a higher end, you know, um, vodka brand. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's the white labeling that a lot of these companies do for big, big chains like Kirkland or Walmart or Kroger, you know, whoever. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything else out here. Warren says, this is from a little bit ago, Alaska is the only state that could be fairly self-sufficient, but ever since I can remember, the state tries to rely on gimmicks, raw fuel, raw lumber, raw fish, pot, gambling, all the other vices like booze, tobacco gets high tax, but the powers that be won't let this state work out, won't work without the feds. We have plenty of state land without relying on the feds. The option of the merger, if it doesn't go through, one will just vanish. Um, I, you know, I don't know if they'll vanish, but yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to say the least. I mean, I think the, I, I think the, the merger could be good for some areas like, um, down in Homer. Um, would be good because they, you know, they only have the one, I mean, they've got the, 
Save on, right? Save you more. They got Save You More down there, which is a little local company. Um, and then they have Safeway, and that's it. And and the unfortunate part is that Safeway has always seemed to me like it was the uh it was like the poor cousin compared to Fred Meyer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is, but I just I walk into a Fred Meyer and it's it's light and bright and and feels good and you know and every time i walk into a safeway <clears throat> car safeway it's like it's it's a little dingy it's a little dark it's a little dirty just doesn't it just doesn't feel the same i shopped at safeway for years before fred meyer came in and then I switched and really never went back. And I go over to Safeway for certain things, like I said, during the holidays or whatever. But not that I've really been in a grocery store in a long time. Like I said, that trip to Costco last week or week and a half ago almost killed me. It's like I haven't been in here forever. This is why just oof, man. Um, all right. Well, we're jumping back in. Uh, we are ready to go. Um, hour two continues your phone calls, and more. Let's do this thing. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio, The Mango Duke Show. Coles Market and Homer's a new player. They're growing rapidly. Great. Claustrophobic. That's a great example. I agree, Brian. That's exactly how I'm going to... Yes. Yes. Okay, um, we are continuing right now. The Michael Duke Show. Uh, all four lines are open. If you'd like to sound off, we'd love to hear what you have to set. Uh, what you? What? Yes, yes. <clears throat> Dang, I got something in my throat. Sorry about that. <clears throat> We were just talking about the differences in different places, and people are sounding off about different grocery stores or, or you know, markets that are around them. Um, apparently, down in the in uh, apparently down in uh, Homer, there's the new Coles Market out at East End. And again, we mentioned the Three Bears, and we mentioned you know, there's more more and more places that are offering options. Um, and I love that. I love, I love that. Um, that competition is a good thing. Those organizations are, are, you know, they are going to struggle because of the scale that somebody like Costco or well, Costco, but more like Fred Myers or Safeway bring to the equation. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious as to which, um, aesthetic is going to win out if there is a Kroger Albertsons merger. Which aesthetic is going to win out? Because, I mean, I used to shop at Safeway for many, many years. And then Fred Myers came into Fairbanks. And I was like, okay, uh, I'll, I'll give that a try. And I I switched. 
And I think it's interesting because there's just there's just a feel when you walk into a uh, when you walk into a Fred Myers, you know, it's light, it's bright, it's airy, it's a little, you know, it's a whole different kind of feel. It feels more organized. The shelves are well, the the aisles are wider. Um there's a, you know, just a whole different feeling. And I was trying to put that into uh <clears throat> into words because when you go into the Safeway, it's a little it's a little darker, it's a little dingier, it's a little dirtier. The aisles are kind of cramped and and Brian said uh, in the chat room, he said claustrophobic. And that's true. That That's kind of what the feeling is. And I know part of it is because they built all these Fred Meyer stores with these big high ceilings. You know, the ceilings are 30, 40 feet up. And the Safeways are all much, they're older buildings, so they're all a lot lower. But I don't know. It's just one of those things. It'll be interesting to see which aesthetic wins out in the end. I'll take the I'll take the light and bright and I'll take the big wide aisles and I'll take all that stuff uh, versus the uh, versus the other one. But I think overall, I mean, more competition is a good thing. I love seeing new players like three bears. I love seeing new players like the Coles market and some of these other ones. I love seeing new players come into those uh, uh, come into the to town because. Uh, again, I think that competition breeds success and everybody wins when there's more competition in the long run. I think that is definitely a good thing um, for sure. 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. And uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say uh, on any of these topics that we have been talking about uh, this morning. Um, it, uh, it's, it, you know, we've been talking about, uh, gambling, whether or not the government should be involved. Should it be illegal? Do it, does it matter? You know, uh, is it just another, <laughs> I mean, it, should we offer it as a point of revenue for the government and then they get involved and they'd love it? Uh, you know, they'd get, they'd get supported. They'd, they'd get behind it. Um, or is it something the government should even be involved in? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, I just, I don't even know. Um, <clears throat> sorry, somebody just said, somebody just said, anyone notice the temperature change in Walmart? It looks like some saving some dollars on heat. And then somebody said, I thought it was just to keep people from coming there in their pajamas. Ah, I, that's a, you know what? Great topic. Thanks, Dick. Great topic. Because can I just say. If you ever see me out and about in public in my pajamas, feel free to run me over with your car. Because at that point, I probably lost my mind. Who does that? Who puts on their PJ? I was I stopped by I was stopped by the store the other day to grab something on the way into work, and uh, as I walk out, there's two ladies. I'll you know younger ladies. And one of them looked like she was wearing kind of, you know, sweatpants or something. It wasn't like, but the other one was very obviously wearing pajamas and had a blanket draped over her shoulders like a shawl and slippers. Like she just rolled out of bed and decided to go to the, who does that? Come on, people have some, I mean, first of all, it's Alaska. This place will kill you. Now, not at you know, right now. It's not. But, I mean, who's going to climb into their pajamas and then go into their car and slippers and drive to the store? What? 
I mean, I just, I cannot. Do you have, do you have no pride, sir? Do you have no pride? Can you not? I mean, I'm not saying you got to dress to the nines and put your makeup on. Or whatever, but I mean, at least, <laughs> at least throw some clothes. I mean, sweatpants, a sweatshirt. Okay. I mean, you know, but you're, it's obviously your, your sleepwear. It's obviously your pajamas. <laughs> why would you, why? I do not understand. I don't understand. Sorry. That's a pet peeve. That's a, that's a, that's a pet peeve. One of those things. Yeah, there are apparently enough of them to have this conversation, says Ron. Yes, I've seen it enough that I'm just like, you thought that was a good idea to wear that out in public? I mean, did your mom not ever tell you not to do? I mean, I know there's a whole people of Walmart thing and it's but it's not just Walmart. Like I said, I was not in Walmart the other day when I saw this person. I was just like, wow. Uh, sorry, <clears throat> that was a total sidebar, but it did bring it to mind, and I just shake my head every time I see it. I'm like, why? Uh, okay, uh, let's go over to the phones, see what you have to say. Good morning, who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike, it's Elena from Anchor Point. Hello, Elena, what's on your mind? Well, you were talking about the gambling, you know, government make it legal and everything. When I moved up here, I came from South Dakota, more specifically the Black Hills where Lee Deadwood is. And not too long back, they were voting to put gambling legal again and to use the revenues. And they had it all lined out. You know, they're going to use the revenues to help the infrastructure or help pay for education. And they had a whole list of what they were doing. And, yeah, it, it didn't really follow suit what they had promised. So if the government's going to talk about using the tax money or using the money that they get from the gambling if it's legalized in the state of Alaska, I would not look towards them ever fulfilling their words. Kind of like how, you know, Nancy Pelosi said, well, we're going to borrow against the Social Security and we'll pay it back. Yeah, no, they're not ever going to pay it back. And just like what they're doing with the PFD, we were promised so much for the PFD is one thing that I learned when I moved up here from my husband who's from Alaska and they're talking about taking it away now. So I, I don't look and I don't see the government um, going through with this, if that makes sense. No, I mean, I keep into their word. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, there's a lot of promises that politicians will make on, oh, if we had this money, we could spend it on this, that, and the other thing. And and we forget that they use the word could, right? Uh, and like in Alaska, there's yeah. there's no dedicated, yeah, there's no dedicated funds in Alaska. So all that money that goes in there is just revenue that can be spent. And they may say, well, we could spend it on this and we could spend it on that. If you vote for it, this is what we'd like to spend it on. But you just never know. And even if that batch of legislators does spend it on what they promised, you know, when those legislators get changed out down the road, those other new people could spend it on something totally different. I mean, it's, you know, it's... Well, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, because 
if you look at the budget and look how much money they have allocated towards positions for hire and people are siphoning that and using, you know, Robin Peter to pay Paul for other funds and, oh, we'll get the money from this, that they need to learn how to balance the budget first. They need to learn how to spend it on what is needed. And I don't see the legislatures doing that. So for them to legalize gambling with the promise of, yeah, this is where the money's going to go, yeah, no, it's, it's not going to happen because, like you said, one group might do it, but another group is like, hey, you know, we didn't use, say, $10 million of this gambling tax revenue that we got, so let's use it for this. And Right, right. I think we're just opening up a Pandora's box if we go down that route. And, you know, they say, well, we meant good. We, we meant it for good. Well, the road going to the down under is paved with good intentions. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I don't see the government, I don't see the government pulling for, uh, for legalized gambling to generate revenue here in the state as of right now. But I mean, it's always a possibility. They never saw a pot of money that they didn't want to spend on, right, Elena? I mean, they just, they've never, they've never, they've never done that. They've never seen a pot of money that they didn't want to spend, spend on. I don't see them going for legalizing the gambling now to, to, but don't give them any ideas, right? I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now. Just don't give them any ideas. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all your fault. If it happens, we're going to blame you. That's it right yeah, there. Just, yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take full responsibility. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. You know, should it be, should it not be? And that's somebody's self-conscious, you know, personal belief. Some people are going to believe it's a sin. Some people are going to say there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's six dozen one, half dozen the other. And you're never going to come up with a compromise. Yeah. Or, you know, someone's always going to be upset either way. Well, Elaine, I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for uh, being part of the show today. I appreciate you giving us your thoughts on this. Uh, We're coming up on the break. We got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show. One final segment is Dead Ahead. We will uh, proceed here in just a moment. We got more coming up. The Michael Luke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Listen to by more staffers in Juno than any other show. Because their bosses told them to. And after what they just heard, oh man, they're going to be pissed. You're a bad, bad man. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, uh, back over to the chat room this morning. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> and Brian says, and please... Wear underwear if you have to show up in your PJs. I'm scarred for life. Man, there, yeah, I just, it's one of those things. I just can't say it. Uh, Lila says, Fred Myers had, well, it's a book. Fred Myers had variety, at least here in Fairbanks. Safeway has limited variety. We stopped at a Three Bears outside of Girdwood in September, and it seemed like a very nice convenience store. I wouldn't do my weekly grocery shopping there because there wasn't a lot of fresh uh, we could ex- they could expand and compete with the merge stores, but they aren't there yet. Just observing a single store, <clears throat> Three Bears has both convenience stores and actual grocery stores. Layla, 
So yeah, that's I haven't been to the one in Girdwood, but it sounds like one of their convenience stores. They actually have uh, stores that are full, like the one down at KGB here has a full produce section. It's a produce section as big as any Fred Meyer's produce section that I've ever seen. They got fresh produce, fresh meat, fresh, you know, fresh, all the fresh stuff. I guess that's it. That's fresh, right? Fresh meat and produce. Um, they have, yeah, they have it all. They've got a, they've got a good, and their meat is great. They've got great, they got great butchers. Um, and, uh. It's delicious. It's delicious. Uh, and John, just out of the blue off of YouTube, said, cast iron bacon enough said you're welcome. Thanks, John. I mean, now I'm hungry. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, gambling, I don't personally care about, says Denise. Income for the state is not worth the financial issues for some families it could cause. I just don't think the government needs to be involved in it. I just, I really, people are going to do what people are going to do. You can't save people from themselves. That's, that's the, that's just how it is. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm sure Brian's about to get a community strike for this one. They'd legalize putting puppies in blenders if they thought it would make a buck. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and then, yeah, I heard that, that the Walmart Superstore in Fairbanks is one of the largest, but J Leela says it is the largest Walmart in the country. Before they built it, they researched and made a change because of the way barges work. They recognized they needed space for about two weeks of capacity. So while the customer, what the customer sees isn't impressive, the back of the store is enormous. My son worked there. That was part of his training. I mean, that's the way grocery stores used to be, right? I mean, who remembers Foodland, right? Foodland which was used to be one of the main car stores was Foodland. The the floor, the showroom, the the customer part was only about a third of the whole store, maybe half the whole store, half to a third. And the rest of it was all back. It looks like Costco in the back, racks and racks and racks and pallets. And I mean, they had everything there. That's what happened when it came to just-in-time delivery. It kind of killed that kind of model anymore. Um. Kenai Three Bears put a convenience store next to the Three Bears store <laughs> because sometimes convenience is important. Um, talking about balanced budgets, government always has a balanced budget. It gets its money from you. Yeah, this is true. This is true. This is true. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Uh, Oh, baby. I'm going through all this stuff here. See what else you guys have been talking about. Ron says they are not dedicated. They are designated. That was the big thing because there's <clears throat> Constitution says there can't be any dedicated funds. <clears throat> and so they said, well, they're not dedicated. They're, they're not. Constitution forbids that. But they are designated, which, of course, is completely different. That's completely different then that that that's no it's completely different <laughs> oh man gail says she herself she says i can look like an old swamp witch at times however i'm dressed and wear my sunglasses so i look like i have a migraine but gail but gail but but gail do you go in your pajamas that's that's what we want to know do you go in your pajamas 
That's the big question of the day. <clears throat> the answer to that is, I hope not. I hope not. And then Brian says, uh, "What did Brian, I saw this too. Brian said something about Sundays. Sundays at, uh, where, 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 where did he say it? He said, Sundays at, at, at Fred Meyer is the real weirdness. <laughs> he said, Sunday nights at Fred Meyer's is like, even for the Valley, he said, it's weird. Sunday night, don't, don't go Sunday nights at, at Fred Meyer's because it's the real weird. <clears throat> there you go. Sunday evenings at Fred's are insane. Weirdest crowd, even by Valley standards. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <clears throat> well, I have nothing else to talk about today other than I'm, I have one more thing I might talk about, but I think we pretty much hit this one on the head. Let's get back to it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's do it. Okay, uh, welcome back to the program. One final segment before we run the clock out for today. Now I've got a few extra stories that we could talk about. Uh, if you don't want to talk about the uh, the grocery store merger or the, and I can't even really tell what the feeling is on this, other than. We've discovered and talked about a lot of new players in the market. I mean, that's been kind of a kind of a thing. You know, companies uh, like uh, Kohl's Market or Three Bears or whoever. There are other options out there other than the big ones. Um, I don't know if people are opposed or not. I think most people are agree in agreement that the government should stay kind of stay out of it. That's the feeling that I'm getting. Um is that most people are just like, just, you know, let them figure it out and, uh, and, you know, keep the, keep the government out. But we'll, I mean, it's our, you know, we could say that in, uh, we could say that in theory, but <clears throat> it is what it is at this point. Um, so anyway, if you want to sound off on that, you can, if you want to talk about the gambling thing, we could talk about that. Uh, also the price who didn't see this coming? Who didn't see this coming? I saw this story this morning and I was like, you think? Several Anchorage snow removal company operators says that cost increases, including fuel, mean that homeowners should expect to see a price increase this season. Okay, now, first and foremost, we talked about this the other day where all the snow removal operators in the Matsu are in a big kerfuffle right now with the Matsu Borough because, I mean, it was a just an ungodly snow year last year that nobody anticipated, and they're operating in the red. I mean, like, really in the red on that. Uh, so I don't know how surprising it should be to some um, people that somehow 
that the cost is going to go. I mean, that for for last year, on top of inflation, on top of the, the, the gas prices, on top of all this other stuff. Why is it shocking? Why is it shocking? One guy quoted here um, uh, in his company said his company increased prices between 20 to 30 percent to keep up with inflation, which has impacted the cost of fuel and the equipment that they use. Um, he says, you know, when looking for employees for someone to run the same truck, it's really hard to find people who can work due to the unpredictable and sometimes demanding nature of the schedule. They're having problems with people as well as inflation and everything else. Um, he's one of four snow removal companies in the Anchorage area that KTU you talked to all said that they were increasing their cost. Uh, one of them, which is one of the biggies, uh, Property Management Services, Inc., said this year uh, their company, which manages about 160 homeowner associations, said snow removal prices for some projects increased from $4,000 a month to $10,000 a month this year. Last year, they were $4,000. This year, they're at 60% increase in cost. Um, I mean, that's... the Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, you understand why this stuff is is going up. But it's going to be, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be some big stuff. And so you're going to see up to a $300 a year increase for homeowners <clears throat> in some of these HOAs to have to deal with it. I mean, it's, again, who could have thunk? Who could have thunk that that was what was going to happen? I mean, we, you know, look at where we're at here. We feel the same way. We feel the same way. It's been very, very tough this year. That's for sure. This last year was such an eye opener, but yeah, now they're gonna now they're gonna increase uh, prices. Who didn't see that coming? Which one of you didn't see it coming? Um, what else? Okay, I covered that one. I covered that one. Uh, don't care about that one. And the Kroger thing, we've beat that to death. Okay, all right. Um, let me tell you. <clears throat> let me tell you about a. Uh, Surprise that I had this weekend. Uh, it was a surprise. Um, I came downstairs at one point. Oh, it was uh, it was on Friday night. I came I came downstairs on Friday night um, after I'd been working all day, and I came downstairs. Uh, this is about five five o'clock or something, uh, and my wife had. Uh, she paused whatever she was watching, uh, and I sat down on the couch. And we started talking, and I looked up at the screen, and I realized my wife was watching. Um, <clears throat> it was Netflix, and it was a documentary, and it was uh, all I could see on the screen was Beckham, right? And I'm like, <clears throat> "Are you watching a show about David Beckham?" And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What?" I mean. Why? I mean, we we have no, we are not a very sports, we are not a sporty house, right? I mean, we don't watch football, hockey, baseball, basketball, uh, soccer. We don't watch any of that stuff. And it's just not, just not something we've ever done. Uh, and she said, well, <clears throat> this was a, this was a documentary done by Fisher Stevens, who I'm a fan of. Fisher Stevens is a great actor, but he also has been, he's a producer and he's done some, some uh, directing and stuff like that. And she said, I saw that this was a documentary by him 
And she goes, you know, I love documentaries and biographies and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay. And so we finished whatever we were talking about. And I said, well, I said, I, I, said, I just picked up the controller, started playing it. And um, my wife's like, oh, no, you don't have to. I'm like, I'm interested. You know, see, man, I will tell you what. It's a four-part, it's a four-part documentary about the life of David Beckham. And that was amazing. It was amazing. And I'm not normally, again, I'm not a sports fan. I don't, uh, it's not my thing. Uh, but to watch some of the highlights of some of these games, to watch the highs and lows, to see, uh, you know, what this guy went through and everything else. I have a newfound respect for David Beckham um, and these up close and personal interviews and everything else. So I guess this is a miniature, this I guess is a miniature entertainment review, I guess is what this is. But I found myself thinking about it a couple times over the weekend as I was doing some work and doing some other stuff. And I, I was thinking back on lessons learned and and what, you know, what he went through and the struggles and and everything else. And uh, I just got to say, if you've got a few minutes, if you've got some time over the next uh, couple weeks, you may want to crack into that. That is an interesting, interesting and the way it was shot and the the filming and the. Never before seen clips, et cetera, et cetera. But just the storytelling of the whole story is pretty amazing. Uh, it's called Beckham, and it's on Netflix, and it's available right now. Four-part uh, four part series on the history and the life of the rise to fame of David Beckham. And it is a super, super interesting watch. And uh, I, I, I just, it's one of those things I think is going to stick with me for a while. Um, and, uh, I enjoyed it and, uh, you might as well, even if you're not like me, even if you're not a sports person, I do love a story of overcoming and a winner and somebody who, you know, uh, just, I don't know, uh, an achiever, an overcomer. I love that. It's a great story. Great stuff. Uh, again, you can go out there and watch it on, uh, on Netflix as well, as, as well, as well. Um, <clears throat> Bend It Like Beckham was also a really good for a very low budget independent film. Yeah. I mean, I'd heard the term Bend It Like Beckham and I knew who David Beckham was in general, but I got a whole new, I got a whole new appreciation for what that, uh, what that guy did. Pretty, pretty interesting, pretty interesting stuff. Um, all right. <laughs> Oh man, I love, I love, I love that as, as well. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, I guess that's it for today. I guess I, I don't have anything else to really, I'm just kind of going through the chat room to see if there was anything else. Um, uh, Val Kilmer. Oh yeah. Val Kilmer. I couldn't hardly watch the Val Kilmer, uh, documentary. Cause that's such a, that's such a tragic thing. Val Kilmer, the actor who ended up getting the throat, some kind of throat cancer or throat disease. <clears throat> That's a tough one. That's a tough, uh, I, I started to watch that and I stopped because it was like, it was pretty brutal. And I was, I was not into that for sure. Um, all right. Well, tomorrow on the program, we are going to be joined by, um, Brad Keithley in hour one. He'll come in for the new weekly top three. Uh, since we missed last week, we got a lot of stuff to go over. It might be the weekly top six tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. 
we'll see we'll see how we'll see how much stuff he's got on his plate there. And then uh, in hour two, we'll be joined by Chris Story for our weekly our weekly pick me up, our weekly positivity update. So that should be a uh, that should be a fun that should be a fun discussion, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing. Ready to go. All coming up tomorrow, starting bright and early at six a.m. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. My friends, thanks for coming in. We will see you tomorrow. I pushed the wrong button. I got the wrong song, but that's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what. I never understood how much the British people like their soccer, their football. Oh, man. When Beckham got red carded off the game for England, oh man, the hate. I had no idea. That was just, whew, damn. For two years, the most hated man in Britain. Anyway, just uh, just crazy stuff. All right, my friends. Well, we will uh, see you guys tomorrow. Be kind. Love one another. Live well. We will see you guys uh, on the flip side. Appreciate it. Be kind. our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show